Madison's Alternative, 106.7 The Resistance. This week on the Disruptor Series, I'm joined by singer, guitarist of the Clockworks, James McGregor. Hello. Hello, how are you? I am doing pretty good today, even though it snowed. How are you doing? Pretty good today, even though it snowed too. <laughs> um, we, had about, we had about 10 minutes of snow at lunchtime. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is a bit strange because uh, we haven't seen anything of it before or since in the last few days. So. Yeah, spring is evading us. Yeah, spring's playing tricks on us, I think. <laughs> yeah. So to start at the beginning of the Clockworks, you all met in school, right? So three of the four of us met at secondary school. And then we moved to kind of like the nearest city, which was Goa. In Goa, we met Tom, um, our bassist. So how has the band grown and changed since those early days? Um, I think for one, the music has completely changed. I guess most importantly, really, the music has completely changed. We started off playing like acoustic guitars. I think I think the very first like iteration of the band was two acoustic guitars and a cajon, like you know, like those drum boxes kind of thing. As we played gigs, we realized we wanted like a little bit more energy or something. I think we felt like being a bit more provocative and two acoustic guitars and a cajon would allow us to be. And so slowly like the, the electric guitars came in and uh, you know, full drum kit and then bass player. Obviously, that sort of like sealed the lineup. You just got back from playing South by Southwest and some shows here in the U.S. with the Pixies. How was that? Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, I don't think we'll be forgetting those. Yeah, all brilliant. We just had like the rest 10 days, two weeks over in the States. It was brilliant because we'd never, obviously, we'd never, we hadn't actually played in the States until then. So it was our first sort of chance to see what our music would be in in the United States, it just felt amazing. And all the people there were great. I actually couldn't speak highly enough of a few gigs we've done over there now. The Pixies themselves were great. Really nice, really welcoming. South by Southwest was cool. Really cool festival. Nothing like anything I'd uh, expected. Like South by Southwest was, I expected it to be, there's a festival over here called The Great Escape, um, which is, I think, like technically sort of like uh, the UK sort of equivalent. It, I mean, it felt more like a carnival. <laughs> or something. Yeah. South by Southwest, you know, it was just like, thousands of people on the streets everyone just letting go it was it was madness and it was great so do you have more places in america you want to visit next time absolutely i think like to be fair i think we we want to go everywhere uh, yeah. um absolutely everywhere but i think new york is one that all of us have always wanted to see for so many reasons but even like musically a lot of bands we love came through new york moved to new york or sing about new york yeah, there's such a like a, a rich kind of musical history to New York. But I mean, the original like Pixies dates we were going to do last year was like Kentucky and Wisconsin. There was like nine different places. But, like all of that kind of, you know, the real, the kind of like, like moving off the coast of America. I'd, I can't wait to see all of that. The real kind of the Midwest. And um, I actually just can't wait to get over there, to be honest. Um, <laughs> To get back over like we sort of as soon as our feet touched the ground we were like when can we get back um and see more of the place because it's so vast and like even in la i for one couldn't get over for a second was like the vastness of the city and like sparseness of it like in london i don't think there's anywhere in london well there's very few places i can imagine in london where you walk for two and a half miles and don't come across or sorry for two and a half hours and don't come across a shop you know or don't come across loads of pubs and restaurants and shops and and houses and you know sort of come across everything whereas there we like we would walk 
when we weren't driving, like we took like these long walks and we could just go for hours and hours past. I don't, I don't even know what it was just, it was like every, it was the same thing, but like spread out across miles and miles instead of roads, you had freeways to get from this part of the city to that, which is what we would get from one city to another. It was crazy. I'd love to meet someone who doesn't use a car in LA, at least in LA and see how they do get around because from what I heard, public transport isn't hugely available over there. Yeah, yeah uh, public transport's better in, like, in New York. Right. Ironically, isn't, isn't New York kind of tidy, like a more uh, dense kind of density? Yeah. Yeah, so it's funny. It's more like sort of European, I, I believe, I've heard. Well, that's probably not a coincidence since New York is where a lot of people immigrated to originally. Right, right, yeah. I mean, it's literally the closest or one of the closest places in there, I guess. But fascinating, though. Like, I think it was amazing to see the West Coast first because I think it was such a... And, and Texas. It was such a culture shock. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't... I think, like, maybe if we'd seen East Coast and maybe some of the more almost European-y type places first, we would have had this sort of gradual step into what America was. But we... Yeah, we were straight into palm trees and freeways. And, and straight into a music video. Right. Shamed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our manager picked us up at LAX and we were driving from there to the hotel we were staying at. And on the way, like every place we passed, we recognized, which was crazy because you go to sort of any other country and you pass millions of places that you've never heard of. But, you know, on the drive, it was like, even just looking at maps, like left here for such and such a place, which was in a Kendrick Lamar song that someone quoted. And then there was this place that was in a Doors song, you know, in this place that Red Hot Chili Peppers might have mentioned. You know, it was just, it was very surreal, very yeah, surreal. And even, even like Mulholland Drive, and to me, Mulholland Drive isn't a real place. It's a David Lynch show. Yeah. And then to see like, oh, that, that's it. That's the place where, you know, that's, that's what that is. It's, it's a real drive. It's not, um, it's not just a film with like a made up location. Yeah. So how is life in London right now? Life in London, good. It's good. Um, there's maybe hope in the air in regards to li like live shows and stuff. Everything seems to be like opening up again. Like to be honest, because we haven't spent much time here over the last month and it changes so day to day. It's actually, I wouldn't even say that I like fully, I like I need to spend a few days and just sort of like reacclimatize to London and just get an idea of like where what everyone feels like is happening. But I think I think for the most part, generally, a sort of an optimism about things coming back and shows being back on and stuff, which is great. There's definitely a level of skepticism from what I can see, a le level of skepticism about um, even even mask wearing, you know, gigs being on, um, whether the show that you just booked tickets to is gonna happen or be cancelled. You guys are a good distance away from Ukraine but still closer than we are. Has the war affected you guys at all? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what, actually that is even what, why I said like op optimistic in terms of live shows. But I think the, the war in Ukraine is definitely, it's sort of everybody's front page news all of the time. Anyone who I've, who I, so like us and sort of all our friends and stuff, like we talk about it all the time. We try and like read up on it, get to know what's happening over there and keep on top of it. It's strange because in some ways, I guess there is that sense of hope and optimism with in London with gigs coming back, say in the music in the music sector with gigs coming back and et cetera, et cetera. But then you sort of take one step removed from that and you think more like internationally 
and it's you know the world is in a completely new crazy place that's what it feels like at least europe at least is in a new crazy place that it wasn't six months ago so it's almost like out of the frying pan into the fire almost one of the things that's really shocked me is um walking around london you know and seeing like newspaper stands and stuff and it's like the headlines almost read like how they would have when you see like movies about the second world war and stuff mm-hmm. i think there's this strange like sort of um, symmetry to like how like europe at war that kind of thing you know in the big block writing europe at war and stuff and this the kind of thing that you've seen a million times in movies now and in films and then to sort of very quickly like living in that sort of world again yeah living in Shocking. history mm, right living in history right 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 and you know we know people who live aren't living in ukraine now but like live in ukraine friends of ours and stuff and it's devastating it's like they're just shocked and devastated and stuff you know it's, as, as of course they would be it's actually horrifying I'm going to take a drastic shift <laughs> from talking about war to uh, right. back to the music. Your music has been described as post-punk, but in your song Endgame, there are some more adjectives. Can you tell me more about that song? Yeah, that, so I mean, that song is sort of written from the perspective of a character who's sort of ranting about the world. I think, I think that kind of that first sort of verse bit that I think you're referring to the post post-truth, post-euro, post-youth, all that came from just sort of hearing me. I was kind of just heard like the, the phrase post-punk kind of started popping up. Um, and I think any band, any guitar band in like London, maybe even England, maybe the world. But, um, you know, we, we, we all know well that like you pick up a guitar and everyone's calling you post-punk. The, the immediate assumption is that sort of you're playing some form of post-punk. And I thought that was kind of funny. And then you know, it's like, I sort of just ran with the idea that I sort of post everything. The idea that like punk happens and then all of that what followed is post-punk. That would post, like, you know, people talk about post-truth, you know, Europe, I mean, obviously Brexit and everything. We're sort of playing with that. The idea that we're sort of past everything and then obviously the, char- the character in the, in the song asks, like, what's the point on even going on? If, we're, if, if everything's behind us, what's the point on even going on? Yeah which isn't my stance. I wouldn't ask that myself, but. But it is interesting. What do we call things next if everything is already post? Right, right, right. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't hard to fulfill. The problem with that, with that verse was that I had to try and find which ones to take out because I had so many post words, like post hyphenated words. Uh, that prefix was used so often for everything. And I'm, I'm intrigued. Like what's, what's after postmodern, you know, like, there's modern, which feels like it kind of relates to now, new, mm-hmm. modern, with the times. And then there's postmodern. It's like, okay, I get post means after. So after now, what comes after postmodern? I, yeah, I run down uh, very, very long rabbit holes asking myself these kind of things. <laughs> your self-titled EP comes out tomorrow. Is this your guys' first record? Yes. Yeah, so this is... This is our first release we've done that isn't a single, which is cool. It's cool to, I think part of the intention was we just wanted to do something different, maybe present something that felt, it felt like maybe the presentation of, of single after single was, we don't like to sort of get complacent with, um, with sort of anything really. So it felt like if we had released another single and not changed up maybe the presentation of 
of our release or the format of our release, it would have felt like maybe maybe we were like approaching complacency. We thought an EP would be cool. And I think an EP gives you scope to maybe like introduce like a song or two that you wouldn't have otherwise, which we've done with a song at the end of the EP called The Temper, which I don't think we would have released as a single, but we really wanted to sort of put out there. Because we have loads of songs that are sort of not, they're not something. And that something is what we usually release. Um, and that something isn't actually necessarily the same thing. But there are songs that we love for one reason or another. So I think this is like a good opportunity for us to, to release one of those. And so the first one of those we've, we've uh, released is September. Yeah. Some songs aren't necessarily meant to stand alone. Some songs are meant to have friends. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Right, exactly. They're meant to sit in a, in a context or maybe it's like scoring a movie. And, you know, the music in a good score, like, all works really well. But if you took one section of the music, it might not sound great on its own. But then you take the full thing mm-hmm. and it's, like, this amazing score, movie score. Maybe it's something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's context or something. Yeah, but I think it just, yeah, it felt right to, to sort of release how we did. And it's exciting too. Okay, lightning round. We're going to go fast now. No can do, but <laughs> go ahead. Well, what is your favorite TV show right now? Lightning Round. Okay, the first thing I'm thinking of is Fleabag. It's not, it's not new, but it's the first thing that comes to my mind. It's a good show, yeah. Great show. Yeah, really good show. Tacos or pizza? Tacos. What do you always forget to pack when you head out on tour? Pretty much everything. <laughs> I just try to pick one thing, like chargers. Honestly, yeah, I would forget absolutely anything. I mean, I've often gone out the door and had to come back in for my passport. The only reason I don't ever get to the airport without it is because it's so important that I have I have like this like mental list that I go through of like three or four things that I absolutely need. Yeah. And I sort of just like keep saying it to myself. And even at that, I do usually forget the passport for about 10 minutes. <laughs> what is your yeah. favorite beverage yeah. to drink on stage? I used to be partial to a beer, to like a, a Heineken or something. And then lately, yeah, I've just been drinking water, I guess. But I mean, that isn't the most creative or inspiring but responsible but it's the truth and it's responsible and being hydrated i don't think john i don't think you actually hydrate as you drink water i think it takes a while to hydrate so i don't think it makes much difference but But it's good for your throat yeah yeah i mean it's good for yeah it's good for not having a dry mouth (laughs) not having a bad taste of rubbish beer in your mouth (laughs) besides the clockworks name a band that you wish everyone would check out do nothing they're an english band they're, they're pretty cool and finally do you have any pets i have a dog at home at my parents home we have a dog a lab golden lab she's quite old she's a little bit overweight <laughs> and she's very very sweet oh yeah i haven't seen her for ages actually but yeah she's great i was always kind of afraid of dogs a little bit and then we got our dog and woke me up to to having a pet like cold water to the face of having pets. Yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm awake now and I see, I get it. I get it. Dogs are great. Yeah. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Thank you. We're going to check out your new song, Endgame, by the Clockworks right now on The Resistance.